0: I recently caught up with America's Got Talent golden buzzer winner, Nightbird, who instantly blew me away with her voice, original single and her positive outlook on life even after her long battle with cancer. In this interview, we dive into her experience on AGT, her positive mindset and her creative process for her music. Hope you enjoy the interview.
1: Hey, this is Nightbird and I'm hanging out with Rob on Front Row Live.
0: Congratulations with, uh, first of all, this whole experience with AGT. Um, And second of all, The Golden Buzzard. I don't remember the last time I've seen one that I was so excited about. Before we really dive into your music, I really wanna talk about this experience and what really went on before, during, and after this whole experience on AGT a couple nights ago.
1: Well, uh, the whole thing really was a whirlwind and it kind of all snuck up on me real fast. Um, When I booked the, the time for me to come on AGT, Um, I was uh, still really sick dealing with cancer and I'm feeling really healthy now, but um, just a few months ago, I was really ill. And um, so when I decided to come on the show, I still had lung tumors that were preventing me from being able to sing at full capacity. So when I scheduled the audition on my calendar, I still was not able to even complete the song. So it was kind of a, a little bit of a faith leap To say like, okay, well, if this is meant for me, then my body's just going to have to heal in time. Um, So I, I mean, I showed up to the audition and uh, of course I was nervous because I still wasn't at 100%, but I just thought I'm going to be me and hopefully that's enough.
0: And just having that positive, like positivity throughout um, and, you know, actually putting this into existence, um, you know, how did you keep yourself focused uh, with, with this being the, the main prize, like being able to perform it and not only being able to perform it, but being able to like, wow, the entire, I mean, that was a standing ovation from everybody. Um, so how, I mean, what did you do to keep yourself focused and, and just positive for this?
1: Well, it was, a, it was an incredible moment that I'll never forget. But I think the reason why I was able to um, get through it and to focus, is I try to keep my mindset um, on others. So when I was getting up there to perform, I knew that I wasn't at 100% capacity, but I just thought, you know what? I'm not here to um, impress anybody. Instead, let me change my mindset and think, I'm here to give a gift to people. So I wanna share my story, I wanna share my song, and I wanna help people with this. And when you put the focus on other people and what you can offer to them, it takes so much pressure off yourself because you're not in it to get something back. And I think that came through um, because so many people did just connect with the authenticity of it, standing up there as myself, not trying to be more than what, what I am.
0: That's a great way to put it because honestly, coming into this performance, I feel like actually coming into the writing process of it's okay, I feel like you wrote this song for you this was your therapy and then as soon as you finished performing the song on AGT I feel like that song was automatically a song for a lot of us that are that are going through struggles not necessarily not necessarily cancer but just struggles in general and I feel like that I'm getting chills as I'm saying it but like I feel like that that's what happened as soon as you finished performing the song did you feel any different on, on the lyrics, on the performance itself or on the song itself after this performance?
1: I felt like, yeah, yeah. It, there, a lot of people in the, in the industry will say like, when you write a song, it's for you and uh, it belongs to you. And once you put it out, it doesn't mean that thing that it meant to you anymore. Now it means whatever the audience says that it means. And so for me, it was a song I felt lost because I, um, you know, I felt like I was at the end of my life and I moved away from everything I knew and I got divorced and I I needed somebody to tell me it's okay to feel lost that I'm not a failure because I'm because I'm so lost and um, I'm not the only one that needs to hear that we're all so many of us, especially this past year have felt like we don't know where we're going, what we're doing where it's hard to make sense of what we're seeing in the world and and so it's really, it's really special to see the song take on its own life. After after performing it on AGT, it just took flight on its own, and everybody has their own story with the song now.
0: And as far as the writing process goes with the song, uh, what initially kickstarted the writing process for you? Was it a, a specific moment that you were, I mean, you, you did say this was the past year of your life, but was there a particular moment? that made you start writing the song? Or did you just happen to be writing the song and the identity of the song was just forming as these lyrics were just coming out of your soul?
1: Yeah, well, um, first off, the, the words it's okay is something that I have said out loud to myself like innumerable times over the past couple years. Um, just when all of this stuff was going down um, getting sick and moving and fighting for my life. There's times when I just had to actually comfort myself and, and look at myself and be like, "It's okay, it's okay, it's okay." And and it's sometimes you have to repeat something as many times as it takes for you to believe it. Um, so it was something that I said to myself a lot, and I sometimes I just sing through sing through my emotions to myself sometimes alone with the piano so it started with the chorus just just singing it's okay over and over and over and then um, i kind of put like pictures and memories to the reason why i had to say it's okay
0: so you write the song you go into the studio or even via skype uh and you're working with duncan sparks this is the second time you've worked with duncan uh yeah how What was that chemistry like uh, during the recording process of this song? And how would you say that Duncan helped you step out of your comfort zone more than you already were with this with the recording process?
1: Yeah. Okay. I have never had better chemistry with anyone else ever in the studio before. And uh, Jeff, I call him Jeff, we. we uh, were part of the same community in Nashville. So I would met him a million times at parties and we always connected the, about the fact that we were really into eighties music. And I wanted to step out. I, I tend to play it safe a little bit um, with production and as a writer. And Jeff is just like a splash in the mud, throw paint at the wall kind of guy. And I knew that he was, I knew that he was, uh, he would pull me really far out of my comfort zone and maybe we'd meet in a good spot in the middle. So It's Okay is the first one that I made with Jeff. And then New Year's Eve is the second one I made with Jeff. But I just came in the studio and, um, well, actually with It's Okay, we didn't even go in the studio together, wow. So I actually sent him a voice memo of just with the the keys and the vocal and I sent him a couple of reference tracks. Um, The the one reference that I wanted it to sound like for the pop version was um, Don't Take the Money by Bleachers. Um, And he, Freaking ran with it, and the first the first draft that he sent back to me for the track was like ninety nine percent perfect. And I threw a vocal on it, and it there it was it was killer. And the <laughs> same kind of, the same kind of thing happened with New Year's Eve. I just kind of uh, that time I was in Nashville, and I just kind of sang it out to him, and he just he just understood it. He just gets it.
0: Jeez, and as far as like putting the vocals in there, your vocal range is incredible, and your voice is beautiful. Um, so as far as putting your vocals onto the track, how did you know the, how did you know the cadence that you were going to sing? How did you know, like what ranges you were going to hit throughout this song?
1: Hmm. Well, um, I sit my most comfortable range. I feel like my voice at its best. It kind of sits like here, like in like the, like mid alto, this kind of like breathy, raspy thing. Um, So, and I think there's a really cool, um, there's just kind of like a really cool attitude about it. And um, Jeff totally pulls me in to that, to singing more exaggerated than I typically would. And I'm really inspired by all of the layered vocals on Lord's Melodrama record. There's all of these, it's just like, there's so many dynamics to it. So that's what I was going for with the vocals. And I did hit this high note at the end, which is not in my comfort zone at all. I can sing there, but I never choose to sing there. Um, and just the audio engineer was like, hey, just try it. If we hate it, we won't keep it. And I belted it out a few times and it, it's like exactly what the track needed there.
0: And it's crazy that, that your lower register is your comfort, comfortable zone, just mm-hmm. because I feel like it's hard to control that vocal throughout mm-hmm. a song in general, let alone a song that means so much to you, that's so personal and so vulnerable. How did you go about as far as controlling your voice throughout the song? And did you find any challenges in doing so?
1: Um, yeah, I I think my issue is with vocals. I. I'm a little bit too much of a perfectionist. So like you said, I want to get the emotion in there. But Um, I, especially when you're in a studio, um, you're just so hyper aware of what your voice is doing that sometimes you miss out on the storytelling aspect. So that's my biggest challenge. Um, definitely. And sometimes I, I feel insecure as a singer. And so I overcompensate and I push a little too hard when I realize I I don't have to get it perfect. I just have to get the feeling right.
0: Now you mentioned that leading up to this performance, uh, you weren't able to you weren't even able to finish the song uh, as you were singing it. So what kind of training did you have to do in order to, to be OK to sustain it for that long, especially for a live performance like you did on AGT?
1: Um, for me, the issue, it wasn't necessarily like a vocal issue, but it was more like breathing. So I just practiced walking and singing um, every day for as long as I could to to get the memory down. I do have an incredible vocal coach and I, I met with her and we kind of took it line by line and planned out where are we going to breathe and how much energy am I putting here? And we really had to pace the whole thing out um, to, to strategize on how I would be able to, to nail the entire song.
0: After listening to your voice uh, with it's okay. I, you know, immediately after that performance, I went straight to your Spotify and kind of just parked there. I stayed there because your music is, is, I can't believe more people haven't heard it yet, but girl in a bubble is another masterpiece that you created and I love, I love how you have this like spoken word commentary throughout mm-hmm. the song. Um, how different was the writing and recording process of this song compared to it's okay and what really inspired this song for you.
1: Girl in the bubble. Girl in a bubble was a lot more collaborative. So I wrote it with two other people, a producer uh, and a writer in Nashville. And with that one, we started with the track first, um, and we kind of uh, just followed where we thought the track was was leading us. And the spoken word thing that also was that was not my idea but I love it, I love it. And it's something I think I'm gonna continue doing. It kind of reminds me of, um, again, going back to the Lord Melodrama record, that that record like ignited something in me, but she does a lot of that talky stuff. Um, and and I love that. But for It's Okay and for New Year's Eve, I kind of wrote them in my own little happy zone. In Nashville, there's such a culture of um, co-writing and it's almost like, it, you kind of get judged a little bit if you say that you write alone, because um, the culture is just so collaborative. But truly, I think I do write best by myself and in br- bringing it to a producer. But girl in the bubble, girl in the bubble brought out so much more of me. It was way more interesting. There's so many different dynamics and aspects of that song that I could have never, I could have never come up with that song, <laughs> ever.
0: Why is it that you that you find yourself writing better on your own than with other people? Is it a comfort, uh, like a level of comfort, or is it because it's hard for you to open up and be vulnerable with other people in the room?
1: Um, I I'm an open book as far as it comes with like emotions and stories and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. it takes me a minute. It takes me a minute to know exactly what I want. And um, I think my default is to like fill the gaps in the group. And um, sometimes I, sometimes I just want to agree with what the group wants to, to like move along the process. And it's not always the most honest version of me when I'm in, when I'm in a group, because I want to make the group happy. But when I write alone, I can, I can, I'm not going to annoy myself by revising it 200, 300 times, but you can't do that when you're sitting in a, a, a session because it's a, it's a group effort.
0: Now in saying that, how different is that process? Uh, as opposed to when you're recording a song or a track with, with Jeff. Um, because I, I know there's times when, you know, the producer is obviously there to, to help you make it better, but sometimes the producer's ideas are not the same as what you imagine, or they just don't, sound like it'll work how do you how are you able to still be able to, to do that balance and not just be like okay let's do it
1: hmm. usually if if a producer um gives me an idea that i'm not thrilled about i try to be super open-minded because other people will bring ideas that you would have never thought of and and initially sometimes you don't like it and later hear it back hearing it back you do so i'm always like let's try it every time like, let's try it and, and see what it is. So whether that's changing the track or singing it differently or changing the key, I'm always open to trying it. But I've really I've learned to be able to say, like, eh, it's not me. And uh, and just be honest about that. Jeff never has an idea that I don't like ever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you guys really do mesh together in the studio.
1: Um. Well, Jeff's not here to speak for himself. But <laughs> I. I absolutely love working with Jeff. He's so creative and um, he just gets it. He just understands. And, and he's a little bit crazier than me, like musically. He's just like, let's just make art. Like, who cares if anyone likes it? We're gonna make art. And uh, so he pulls, he pulls me a little bit to the left where he, he wants it to be like interesting and honest. And sometimes I can default to, ma- to making it digestible for like a large audience. <laughs> I think it's a perfect chemistry. I'm obsessed with Jeff, obviously. Hopefully he <laughs> feels the same way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, as far as picking and choosing what song you were, gonna, uh, you were gonna perform for America's Got Talent, what was it about It's Okay that made you pick the song? But why did you feel so strong about it?
1: Um, I, I I did push really hard to do. It's okay. Um, there were other songs that we had talked about, um, that I had talked about wanting to do, but it's okay. Um, it is the story of my life, the story that I'm currently still living out. And I thought if there is any message that if there's any one song that has a message that I want to put into the world, it's, it's that song.
0: Now you changed my life with uh, you saying you can't wait until life isn't hard anymore to be to decide to be happy, uh, because I'm a lot of us go through it. it. It's like we we're not happy in that situation in time, or or we think that we can't achieve something because we're not in the right mindset, or or we don't have what we what it takes. Um, for you personally, um, how long did it take you for you to feel this way and be able to openly talk about being positive no matter what was going on in your life.
1: Mm-hmm. It's it's been a process. I think I'm I'm a really honest person in general. And I think sometimes um sometimes my default is like is like ignore the bad things and pretend like it's not happening and just like be like fake happy until you, until you feel it. And I think that mindset actually put me in a really tough spot. Then the big lesson, the big lesson that I learned is like joy and pain exist at the exact same time. It's not like it's not like I'm like everything sucks um, and and, you know, love isn't real and everything you love is going to die and go away or the opposite. But. um, It's like. I I also don't have to sink into this like. um, I guess I'm not articulating it very well, but, but it's taken me a long time to realize that even in the midst of like such a bad time, there's so many gifts in the world that we didn't even ask for. Like there's so much and uh, we can, we can choose to focus on whatever, whatever we want and we'll find whatever we're looking for. And for me, I've been sick for a long time and, and, for a long time I felt like that disqualified me and I couldn't make music because I needed to wait until everything was better and I just realized like no my life isn't something that's going to happen to me in the future my life is happening now like my life is today and if I can write a song today I'm gonna do it and I'm not gonna wait for the right time um, I'm not gonna wait for the right time to be grateful or to be happy and wait until it like feels safer because life is always hard life always hurts like always. Um, and we don't have control over that. But we do have some power with the way that we step into that. And I didn't even mean to say that on, on stage. It just kind of fell out of me. So it's, it's funny that that's like my new um, mantra, calling card, you know, motto. And I do believe it. I believe it with all my heart.
0: Maybe that was a song that was trying to come out of you that, you know, maybe the next the next track will be something along those lines. Um, Now, after experiencing this performance and this opportunity, uh, did you find uh, new new ideas coming for for new material? Um, And what can your fans and new fans look forward to now with Nightbird?
1: I have some amazing, amazing music that I'm really excited to get out. I was actually texting Jeff this morning about how excited I am to get together and get some of these songs in the world. Um, all for, for AGT moving forward, I am hoping to perform all original stuff. Much of it I finished so that I could perform it on the show. And uh, I really am. I'm so inspired. Now Now that I have like this new pathway opening up to me, I am just writing for the future I and I'm so amped on it.
0: That's amazing. Well, congratulations. I am rooting for you and definitely can't wait to hear more music from you and just get to see more of you and, and seeing how much you grow in this music world as well.
1: Yeah, thanks so much. I, it's been a long time since I really like talk music with someone so that's really fun.
0: <laughs> Well, I'm glad I could change that up for you. Yeah. <laughs>